everybody. Welcome to Is This a Ghost? I'm Clayton Smith, and every week I tell a real ghost story from real history to my real friend, Patrick Dean, who doesn't take it real seriously, uh, but who this week is in real real trouble. I hear there's there's bad weather where you are in St. Louis. I yeah, it's yeah, it, it's it's starting to clear up a little bit, but uh, today's been a bit a uh, been a bit dicey. Um, Would you like to describe? To the listening public, the video that you sent me earlier today. Oh, the 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 fire truck one that is the most harrowing <laughs> thing I've ever seen. <laughs> I don't know. I, I I don't know if it got obviously it's all over the news here. I don't. Sometimes the national news when they're reporting on whether they'll pick up like wild videos. But yeah, it's a it's a uh, a full size fire truck. You know the you know with the racks and the hoses and everything uh, going through this neighborhood and just losing control. And just fucking flat spinning, going down this hill until eventually it just starts obliterating cars and wrecks into a house. God, that car at the end and is just <laughs> gone. But the, the like, but my favorite part is the the first one who's who's videotaping it. It's going through her front yard. So imagine this fire truck that's whipping <laughs> around like fifteen feet from you, and you're thinking to yourself, "I hope that's as far as he goes." <laughs> <laughs> this one way or the other, yeah. this is definitely getting on TikTok. <laughs> That was I've never seen anything like it. So so you've got uh, nice storm. Uh yeah. Is the takeaway. Yeah, it was it was pretty fun. It was pretty yeah, it, uh Amy had a doctor's appointment this morning and she was debating like you know they all they iced or they assaulted our street and it looks like the street they next to our street. Yeah. They're really yeah. I don't know. They're <laughs> Kind of the expert level. And kind really of a fight it. fire with fire thing we're going for here, guys. Plus it's a lot cheaper just to spray more ice on the street. Um, and then she was like, well, let me go on Facebook, you know, and I'll see yeah, yeah. if anybody else has been out on the road and see what their experiences were. And all of a sudden, <laughs> I see her scrolling through Facebook and all of a sudden I hear like the, like, uh, like the cell phone camera audio of someone going, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. <laughs> ah, crunch. And then uh, I said, oh, is that, is that from the roads? And she goes, I'm canceling my appointment <laughs> right now. Well, here in Chicago, it's the warmest day we've had in two weeks. Hmm. It um, it's like thirty six today, and wow. our ice started melting today. It's mm. great. So we gotta exciting. move north. If, move north if you want that nice balmy weather. Mm-hmm. The Clearly. beach weather is up here now. We get it now. It's ours now. Mm. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, oh so I was playing. I was playing Legos with the girls the other night. Mm-hmm. Right, and uh, <laughs> Gloria goes, "Why do we have a Godfather Clayton Lego?" And I said, <laughs> "What?" Oh boy! I said, "What do you mean we have a God?" She goes, "We do." I said, "No, we don't. I don't. He doesn't like come in a set or something." And she's like, "No, he's right over here." So she hands him to me, and let me get out of the way a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> It's me. It's you do. <laughs> Hi, little guy. Oh my god. I don't have any idea what set he came from, but I need to call my lawyer. You really should. <laughs> that is infringement of the face. <sighs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, it looks like one of those kind of like foppish guys at a expensive hairstylist or maybe like a lost property brother or something, but that's all I can really I, think of. The number of times I've been told that uh, I may be a lost property brother <laughs> is quite high. Now I've <laughs> never seen property brothers, so I don't know if that's um, a compliment mm-hmm. or an insult. 
And I think I'd like to not know. <clears throat> I'd like to continue not knowing, probably. But, oh. um... <laughs> well, that's great. <laughs> if you ever find that set, you should probably buy a couple of them. Because that'd be <laughs> something fun just to... Sure. Set them up at tables where I'm selling my books. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is me. You How can other take artists? the author home with you. How many other authors have an action figure at their booth? A lot. It's, I don't mm-hmm. know, lots, I think. That's com- yeah, that's compatible with the Duplo set. Like, you can have your Not own many. action figure, but this Not is many. fucking... Yeah, it's legit. me and a rabbit. Mm-hmm. We're the only ones. <laughs> Big red rabbit. <laughs> Doing, you another tea baby tonight? I am another tea baby tonight. I had... um. Did I drink some booze at some point? On Friday, I had a beer. I had a Heineken on Friday. Wow. Oh, man. It was so fucking good. Oh. <laughs> no one has ever said that about a Heineken before. Oh. Have you been off the sauce for a while? Because no one has ever said that about a Heineken. I have been off the sauce. So Heineken <laughs> was when I went to Germany in high school um, for like three weeks. That was what we drank. We drank Heineken. I, I don't know why. That was just some. That was like a big fad over there at the time. And I drank so much Heineken. And that's just what it still reminds me of, that that. It just brings me back instantly to being like 17 and like drunk and being yelled at by a German policeman who like halfway through the yelling realizes this dipshit doesn't speak German. I don't know <laughs> Why is he laughing at me so much? I don't like this. Um, when I went, I was in high school, I went to, to London and the, um, the tour guide, we helped, we helped all the other people bring their, their suitcases up the stairs in the place we stayed. There's no, there was no, there was no elevator because they haven't made those in uh, in London yet, mm-hmm. and so we had, we had to carry all these bags up like ten flights of stairs. And so uh, to reward the those uh, sixteen seventeen year old young men on the trip, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> the, the tour guide, this guy named Sean, uh, with a cool little mini mohawk, um, told my teacher he's like, I'm gonna take the boys out for uh, for a soda. And she's like, oh, that's a that's nice. That's a nice gesture. He's like, yeah. Oh, like an English oh, soda. Oh, yeah, they've earned it. He's this Irish guy. He's like, oh, yeah, they've earned it for sure. I'm going to take him out for a soda. And uh, so he takes us out. And uh, we did not go to get a soda. He took oh. us <laughs> to a little convenience store. And he bought us these giant, it was like the big um, the big cans of Strongbow cider. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, he's like, one for each of you? And we're like, wait, I don't think we're supposed to drink this. He's like, oh, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Uh, and so he paid for it and he, he took us out to the, outside and he's like, just sit on the curb, pop them open. I was like, all right, is this, can you do that? I don't, is this okay? And I had never had any alcohol before at this point. And he's like, sure, sure. It's fine. And we just sat on this curb, uh, getting, uh, you know, pretty soused on a 16 ounce can of, uh, of cider wow. uh, in the street. In the gutter. <laughs> didn't, didn't even take you into a bar. Um, That's my favorite part of it. He's like, I'm no, not going to no. chance these boys in a bar. No, no. we'll drink in the <laughs> no. gutter like scum. Mm. Uh, we'll drink from a 7-Eleven, just like me pa told. My pa brought me. That's my, my first drink was from a 7-Eleven. Yours will be too, boys. So um, so I, so I we all have stories like that. Pat, mm. is the point. You're not special. Is what do I'm, they still call it 7-Eleven over there? Or do they call it 11-7? No, I don't I know. Didn't, it was uh, <laughs> 11.7. What about you? What's, oh. going on, what, yeah, what's, what's going on with you besides yeah. the, uh, the luxurious 36-degree weather? Well, I thank you for asking. I went back to work today. Really? So, today, was, today was my January 2nd. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's January 22nd. Yep. Uh-huh. That checks out. So I went, to, I went to work. I'll tell you this. My kids were home almost the entirety of my break mm-hmm. because of their own breaks and then because of traveling and then because of illness and then because of school closings mm-hmm. from our cold weather. Mm-hmm. So today was, 
I like to think of it as my first day on break. <laughs> I went to work and I sat in my office and it was so quiet. <laughs> it was really nice. And then I went to the classroom and the students were there and they were they were so quiet. And usually I don't like that. But today it was mm. so good. And I was just like, I'll just you all just sit there. I'll just I'll just talk. And it's really good. Uh, I'm going to so, give you fu- all full participation points if you don't participate. That's what I want from just, you right now. First one of you opens your mouth, you're out in the hallway. And uh, and that was my day. So it was great. It was great. Thank Excited. you. So it was, um, but yeah, it's all, you know, it's always, as we've discussed, it's a little tough to get going back to work right after the holidays. Mm-hmm. So yeah, right, really, right after the, the holidays plus a month. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that was my day. And then, uh, well, I, you know, of course, like everyone else, I have to go back um, Thursday. Right. So sure. Yeah. That's right I back went, at it. In three days. No yeah. rest. No rest so, for the wicked. Right. No, barely any rest. <laughs> I forgot uh, about yeah, that. Tomorrow. That, nothing ad, tomorrow. that old adage right there. Barely yeah. any rest for the wicked. Two days. Barely at the any most. rest for. Yeah. Tuesday. Yeah. Two and a half days. Um, <laughs> if you're <laughs> counting. But um. But I. It's you know if you're re- if you're really wicked that's not mm-hmm. that's that that that's no. barely anything. You shrug it off really. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you for asking. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm pretty tired. Mm-hmm. I did. I did wake. I've been awake since four fifteen a.m. Mm-hmm. because Ivy woke up, uh, went back to bed immediately, and then I was just up. <laughs> so, so, um, so I'm exhausted and drinking tea. So Whoa. I think it's going to be a pretty fun episode. Mm-hmm. I'm already having a good time. <laughs> well, should we get into it? Do you want to hear a ghost story? I'm ready, man. Jeremy, filter that out. Good luck, Jeremy. <laughs> hey, by the way, he said last week's episode, you sounded the clearest you've ever sounded. That's well, that's the Washington episode. That, wow. So the the one episode when I'm not like blind drunk, and he's like, "Well, you know what? Your speech was really clear. <laughs> it was strange, huh?" I was uh, just remembering now to mute my other channels. So sorry about the Jeremy. You can. <laughs> You can turn that filter off now. Caught lightning in a bottle last week, Jeremy, but it's gone now. <laughs> uh, oh boy! All right. Well, today, <laughs> today, Patrick, I'd I'd like to take you. I'd like to take you to a neighborhood in London, England, where there's a nice little convenience store where several underage Americans are getting soused on uh, on Strongbow. Uh, a little neighborhood in London called Battersea. Batter sea. Okay. Yeah. Like the like the sea that like a sea that batters mm-hmm. uh sailors. Mm-hmm. Batter batter sea, but one word. Mm-hmm. One January morning in nineteen fifty six, a fifteen year old girl named Shirley Hitchings went into her bedroom and found an ornate silver key lying on her pillow. Oh. A little creepy. Yeah. That's fine. Sure. Yeah, it was it was confusing to her mm-hmm. because it was not her key, <laughs> and she had never seen it before. And she thought, "How did that get there?" Mm-hmm. Now Shirley lived with her mother, whose name was Kitty. Mm-hmm. Her Kitty. father, Wally. Kitty Catchings. Kitty, no, <laughs> that would be great. Kitty, Kitty Hitchings. Kitty Hitchings. Sorry. Yeah, you got to hitch that kitty. Kitty Hitchings is what her dad liked to say. <laughs> <laughs> And that's that's how Shirley was born. Uh, Kitty, her father Wally, mm-hmm. her grandmother Ethel, and her uncle, whose name was John. It's a now lie, I, by the way. I'm calling bullshit uh, on that. Well, it may be he was adopted, <laughs> <laughs> and I guess maybe when they picked him up, they were like, "What? 
what's your name? Mm. <laughs> He's like, mm, John? What are, why are you here? You're pretty old. Um, you're 32. Why are you in this? Why are you in this orphanage? Um, anyway, this is uh, this is part of the family. This is uh, this is Wally. This mm-hmm. is Uncle John. Mm-hmm. He's much younger, of course. Uh, this is Shirley. This is, uh, and then I think I don't know if this is the mom or the grandma. Mm-hmm. So the, this, that's that's a tough hit. I yeah, know, but I, <laughs> I can't tell. Yeah, say what say what you're about the wonders of modern technology, but being able to uh, delete this photo from your phone immediately after taking it. <laughs> One that's the, one of the top five one of the big ones we've got right now like that one and gps that's the two that i kind of rely on every day it's <laughs> not a yeah. photo it's not a keeper photo right here no yep. no this is bad yeah this is bad but uh that's the family or at least part of the family uh wally for you have you have thoughts about the it's, it's tough you want to drag a tough some more <laughs> no, no I'm saying it's hey tough. listen shirley's still alive she might listen to this podcast we have a lot of people listening okay. in the uk hey. she might hear this you so. better be nice uh, so Shirley's not the ghost, if that's what you're... <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, that checks out. Not to spoil anything, but... Wally, the dad, he was an underground driver, so he drove the subway. Hmm. Kitty was a former office clerk, uh, but she was in a, she spent most of her time in a wheelchair due to chronic arthritis. Mm. That was very serious. Ouch. Ethel, the grandma, was, quote, a fiery character known locally as Old Mother Hitchings. And then adopted Uncle John was a surveyor. <laughs> Got it? <a, laughs> Gotta have one. Do you just Google like ghosts, <laughs> ghost surveyors, ghost surveyors, <laughs> England, ghost surveyors? It's amazing Canada. how many surveyors there have been in the world. I don't, I don't know, I don't know. I'll tell you what, the Ghostbusters three is shaping up to be a, <laughs> be a pretty wild ride here. <clears throat> Who's gonna survey all this ice? <laughs> Have you seen the trailer for that for Frozen? I have, I have, yeah. Man, it looks good. Um, okay, so Sheila herself oh was about to start art school again. She's fifteen. Mm-hmm. She was going to start art school, and she worked as a seamstress at uh, Selfridges, which is a big department store, kind of one of the first big department stores. Um, there was a show I know about Selfridges because mm-hmm. I watched a Jeremy Piven show on BBC where he played Mister Selfridge. Mm, okay. Um, and here's what I'll say. I don't want to. I don't want to get us any uh, legal hot water. But mm-hmm. Jeremy Piven is a real asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's kind of hard to play that much of an asshole on like every single show you ever do, and not kind of be an asshole That's true. to begin with. When I was in grad school, I interned for his family's theater up mm-hmm. in uh, up in Evanston, the Piven Theater. And <laughs> every year, this is when Entourage was on, mm-hmm. and it was a big deal. And every year, it's his mom and dad. Um, in the theater and <clears throat> so every year they would have their their gala their big fundraising gala and he would come and he would do like a silent auction and mm-hmm. you know the guest of honor and stuff and so one year i was helping out because i was interning there and i was you know getting things ready and stuff and had done a lot of the planning for this this event and uh, i was walking through the restaurant we were having it like hours before it opened and he was walking through the same room that i was in it was just the two of us mm-hmm. and we were like passing each other and uh, i was like oh I'll introduce myself to yeah. jeremy piven yeah and I said, Jeremy, hey, how are you? And he goes, huh? And I said, hey, sorry, sorry to bug you. My name is Clayton. I, I work with uh, with the theater. And I'm just, mm. you know, nice to meet you. He goes, okay. <laughs> and I said, uh, that that's all. And he looked at me, and he rolled his eyes, and he walked away. 
And I thought, you know, someday I'm going to have a podcast where your name's mm. going to come up, and I'm going to tell everyone that mm. you're a real asshole, Jeremy Piven. I'm going to trash you to thousands of people. <laughs> thousands. Mm-hmm. Literally thousands. Um, anyway, so she, that's where she worked. <laughs> anyway, back to the key. So Shirley's got this key. She shows the key to everyone in the house, and they are all no one. No one knows what this key is. Mm. No one has seen it before. Mm. And her dad Wally, he he takes the key and he tries it in every lock in the house. Makes sense. It fits none of them. Mm-hmm. No idea where this key came from. And they all think, well, that's that's weird. Mm-hmm. That's not that's not normally what keys mm-hmm. do. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, go ahead. So, like, in in my house, what happens when this, because this occurs, like, several times a year, not finding a key on the pillow, like, creepily, but just, like, finding uh-huh. a key in the house and being like, oh, a key. This has to be important. Has to be important, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Key, keys yeah. don't just, like, fall off of a tree. So then you no. try every, every you know, every everything in the entire house. It doesn't fit anything, obviously. Mm-hmm. And then you put on that ring in the junk drawer in the kitchen with the 700 other keys that you've done this yeah. with for the last few years and you're like one of these days I'm going to I'm going <laughs> I'm to find what every single one of these keys does. You've got the house of leaves going on in your mm-hmm. basement I think. Somewhere in your basement you're going to find one door that's going to open to this long hallway of doors <laughs> and you are going to have all the keys my I'm friend. I'm going to get I'm going to run upstairs I'm going to grab that keychain I'm going to come downstairs <laughs> like a coked up janitor. <laughs> <laughs> so he so he tries it so it 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 doesn't fit any lock in the house. And but they all they all just kind of write it off. They don't really know what to do about it. So they're like, "Well, that's weird." But mm. I, don't, I don't know. It's it's certainly not a ghost. <laughs> so I don't know. But that night, the noises begin. Mm. Somebody wants a key back. Someone is like, "God damn! I dropped that key." <laughs> there were quote loud banging, thumps, and incessant pounding that reverberated around the house. Mm. Claw-like scratching emanated from inside the furniture. The lights flashed on and off. It was so loud the neighbors came round to complain. (laughs) Not to see if anybody was okay, though. No. (laughs) No. Shut up! (laughs) We stopped fucking clawing on the walls and beating incessantly. (laughs) Will you stop being eaten by your sofa? It is 3 (laughs) a.m. So... Shirley, who today is in her 80s, now describes it by saying, quote, it was if it was as if the noises came from the bowels of the earth, much like the noises above <laughs> yeah. your head right now coming from <laughs> the bowels of your family. Uh, it was as if the noises came from the bowels of the earth. It went on until daylight. Hmm. So the next morning they have a little family meeting because <laughs> no one has slept and they're all like, what? It's yeah. going on. Like, no one copped to the key last night. I'm sure no one's going <laughs> to cop to the banging and screeching this morning. No one's going to admit yeah. that they were inside the <laughs> furniture clawing to get out again. Um, and Shirley notices that the key has disappeared. Hmm. Okay. So as far as I'm concerned, that's one problem solved. Sure. That's <laughs> Check mm-hmm. that off the list. Yeah. Now you've got a lot of other problems, but this one is solved. Uh, it's probably the, like the scary guy from Little Monsters. You know, it's like trying to come back. Yeah. It was Howie Mandel (laughs) clawing his way out from underneath the furniture, trying to get the key. He's back in the underworld now. Yeah. I'm not worried about it. Yeah. It's a one night thing and done. Mm -hmm. Mm, Except the noises continue every night for weeks. Oh, no. Yeah. And then it starts happening during the daytime, too. Hmm. Okay. I mean, at least you're at work at that time, so. 
Yeah, I guess so. Care? Now it's also happening at night. Uh, to it's it's around the clock. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> no one is sleeping. No one is getting any peace. But they are. Yes, I guess they do get a respite at work, much like I do. Yeah, I was gonna much say. Like, <laughs> you know, it does resonate. <laughs> so they call the police. Mm-hmm. Please come over. Mm-hmm. And the police take a look around, but they're like, "Well, we do hear the noises." Yeah. But I don't know what you yeah. want us to do about that. <laughs> we don't you know want me to is. arrest the Ottoman or something? I don't know what you want me to do here. You're fucked, though. There's big problems. Um, uh, I, I, I don't know. We're, I, I don't know what this is. It's a problem for sure. You're fucked. I... <laughs> I don't know. I can always I tell. I can always tell whenever you're gonna do an accent because you squint and you pause way too long. I, I, <laughs> like yeah, you're trying to squeeze make the brain it out but of Jeremy, the front of your brain. No, shut up, Jeremy. Cuts that out. <laughs> but oh god, Jeremy, please stretch it out. <laughs> Add in ten more minutes of silence there. Uh, what's I don't know how to do like the English common man. You know, it's tough. It's tough. Oh, like like the David Beckham. You you gonna be David Beckham? Is that the oh, boy? I'd love to be David Beckham well, for obviously. lots of reasons. Mm-hmm. I would love to be David Beckham. Mm-hmm. That body, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Meow. Uh, <laughs> so please, like, I don't, I don't. So they don't know what to do. So then, then they do the next most logical thing after the police, which mm-hmm. is they have a bunch of surveyors come out to the house. <laughs> uh. <laughs> and, when, when has a surveyor ever like solved anything? Like it's in the name. They surveyed the scene, solve anything. Yeah. Uh, your your walls are pretty straight. Yeah, I guess. I'm great. Inside of the house is mm-hmm. the same size as the outside, mm-hmm. and that's an important measurement to have. I will say, <laughs> those two numbers differ. You really start running into problems. Yeah. Um. Here's the corner of your property, and there's the other. The other corner back there. Now there were already uh, there were stones there already. So yeah. um, you so you knew that, but mm. in case you yeah. wanted confirmation, <laughs> that's where those are. That'll be seven thousand pounds. <laughs> <laughs> so they have surveyors come out to the house, and surveyors are like, "I, I don't know, I don't know what to do. Yeah. <laughs> where are we here?" <laughs> so, so they're grasping at straws. No one knows what to do. The sounds continue every day, every night. Um, and they get worse, they get louder, and now some of the scratching starts to come from inside the headboards of their beds. Mm. Which is why I don't believe in headboards. <laughs> I think I think just let your arms hang over. Yeah. I don't need anything like big and wooden and heavy right above my head when I'm sleeping. No, that's gonna fall right on you for mm-hmm. sure. Nope. Uh word spreads, obviously, of all this happening, and there are some local experts. I use that word pretty lightly. Who are like, well, we know what's wrong with your house. <laughs> and what's wrong with the house is obviously they have a poltergeist. Oh, uh, okay. All right. Well, I guess, I yeah. mean, it's, it, it's the most sensible thing I've heard so far. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Now the word poltergeist comes from the German language. Mm-hmm. Do you know what it means? Polter means fingers. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think. <laughs> and geist means so. ghost. It's, the fingering ghost. That's what poltergeist <laughs> means. I think you have to go back to Germany. I don't <laughs> I don't know. I don't I'll admit. Know. I'll admit. I was guessing with the fingering, but I'm pretty sure it is ghost. My research suggests it means noisy ghost. Mm. Um, there could be a misinterpretation. There could be nosy ghost. 
And that's a nice way of saying mm-hmm. fingering. Ghosts. Exactly. I mean, yeah. That's about that's about the nosiest thing you can do with somebody, uh, especially to mm-hmm. a stranger. Yes, yeah. indeed, don't, indeed. Don't worry, I'm just surveying. It's not a big deal. <laughs> and what are the police yeah. going to do? They don't know. Mm-hmm. They're not going to come back here for any more calls. Um. So uh, I think it's noisy ghost, mm-hmm. which is uh, which certainly it fits the bill so far. Mm-hmm. Now, but these experts they warn the Hitchings family. That the sounds are only the beginning because Poltergeist, it turns out, mm-hmm. and I this may be from the this may be uh, included in the movie. Mm-hmm. I don't remember the movie other than the child going through the television, right? Um, but there's like a whole process for Poltergeist. They start off mm-hmm. with small noises, and then they get bigger noises, mm-hmm. and then they escalate. Um, and the next stage after the noises is moving objects. Mm, yes, yes. I thought that, that's that's always what I associate Poltergeist with is 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 moving stuff, you know. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I don't know which stage the sucking the children into the TV is. Yeah. That's, that's a. If you've gotten there, <laughs> you've it's you've it's gone too far. Yeah. And you need to burn the house down. <laughs> and it was either the first or second Poltergeist movie where the one of the the sister comes out through the body of the medium, like she pokes her, she pokes through the skin, like she's inside the medium and comes out. Has anyone else seen this movie? I don't know. I, <laughs> Just oh. me, huh? All right. Mm-hmm. I saw it at a way too young age, and that is <laughs> seared into my brain. Anyway, according to, uh, boy, this name, it's, this is going to be a name that I'm going to pronounce say wrong. Quick. Just, just do it uh, quick. Sharon. I'm going to say Sharon, although it's not at all spelled like Sharon. Okay. C-I-A-R-A-N. I'm going to say Sharon. C-I-A-R-A-N. Sharon. I'd say Sharon. Yep. Yeah, Sharon O'Keefe is what is, is what it is. Mm-hmm. So no one, no one send, no one send me any emails. <laughs> Tired of you Brits sending me emails about how I'm pronouncing all your shit wrong. <laughs> According to Sharon O'Keefe, uh, who is a psychology professor from Bucks New University, quote: "The argument from some parapsychology theorists is that it's all about attention. We're seeing effectively a ghost with a tantrum. Mm, okay, it's okay, ghost. ghost attention, not okay. yes." Yeah, mm. Go, the ghost who wants attention. So they're they're basically toddler 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 beings, invisible toddlers, <laughs> is poltergeists. Um. So yeah. So the next stage is moving objects, and that's exactly what happens at the Hitchings house, according to Evelyn Hollow, who is a Scottish writer and parapsychologist. "Quote: We're talking about a clock floating through the air. These are things that happened at the Hitchings house. Mm-hmm. Clocks floating through the air. We're talking about pots and pans being thrown from a room that nobody was in." Shirley said, quote, they'd float towards you, then speed up, so you'd have to duck. Uh, or they'd hover and then hit the wall. Hmm. So it's dangerous to live in this house. Clearly. It's but like, they do keep living there. It's like a scene from Home Alone. <laughs> like, yes. Paint cans flying <laughs> off the stairs. <clears throat> really hot door handles. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and it wasn't just... What? Hmm? No, I, I just... I'm just just reminiscent about just loving Home Alone. I, I'm just I'm replaying all of Home Alone right now in my head, except that Kevin McAllister is a is, is a, a poltergeist. poltergeist. <laughs> just how much scarier the movie gets, <laughs> and like really dark too. Yeah, uh, yeah. Mm, he communes somehow that. with a creepy neighbor from next door. Mm-hmm. Yeah, huh? That checks out. Mm-hmm. All right. A pity for um, Joe Pesci character now. Huh. Anyway, sorry. So. Anyway, they it's not just family members that are who are seeing this happen. It's it's people from around the neighborhood who are stopping in. 
um, multiple witnesses. There's reporters who are kind of stopping by sometimes. There are also bed sheets being ripped off of beds. There are chairs moving all by themselves. The piano played itself from time to time. Hmm, that's uh, that kind of nice. It was kind of nice. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's... yeah, yeah. Yeah. No. Have you ever seen a toddler play a piano? <laughs> it's not nice. <laughs> yeah. We went. To, we were at Stephen Luna's house a few weeks ago in uh-huh. Arizona, and he has two pianos. He has a piano and a keyboard right next to each other. Mm-hmm. And I have two children. And let oh. me tell you about the music, the beautiful music that they played for <laughs> hours on end. <laughs> it's not good, Patrick. Mm. Um, <clears throat> so that happened. Let's see. Slipper. They, <laughs> there was a pair of slippers that would walk around all on their own. Hmm. And one time, one of Shirley's gloves leapt up off the floor and slapped Wally in the face. (laughs) (laughs) It's got to be the most demoralizing. (laughs) Uh, As time passed, this this physical activity got more and more violent. Soon, the poltergeist is trashing rooms completely. It's it's like picking up furniture and throwing it at the Mm. walls. It's like breaking (sighs) chairs and shit. And the Hitchings family, they're losing their minds. Mm Mm-hmm. At this point, it's been going on for over a month. They haven't slept, like, at all. They are constantly ducking Mm. pots and pans and bureaus. (laughs) Um, In March, the story goes wide and starts to attract some really big media attention. So now more reporters are coming to the house to investigate. uh, And they're all witnessing all this stuff, too. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, the poltergeist, the, family, the poltergeist has to love this, right? Oh, I think, I it, think yes. Yeah, it's an attention-seeking ghost, and now they're on mm-hmm. like they're on like Access Hollywood. So they're on yes, they call it the BBC over there, but yes, no, I'm sure they have like an Access Hollywood to the BBC. <laughs> oh, for sure, Access Liverpool BBC or smart. something. Yeah, I don't, sure. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, Access Liverpool. Uh, I think that is the Hollywood. Famously, it's the Hollywood of <laughs> <laughs> the Hollywood of London, <laughs> Liverpool. <laughs> um let's see reporters and photographers yes i said that so the family the family is welcoming them in they're like yeah please do come in Mm -hmm. and report on this ghost because Mm -hmm. someone please find someone to figure out what's going on because we're so tired and we hurt so much we've had police we've had surveyors we've had plumbers we've had girl scouts nobody can get rid of this ghost there's no one else there's no one else to call literally nobody So then they think, well, maybe we should try to talk to the poltergeist. And if we can talk to it, maybe we can reason with it. Couldn't make it. Couldn't be worse, I guess. Uh, well, I, I mean, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you ever try to reason uh, with your toddler? Mm, okay, that's fair. Sometimes yeah. makes it worse. <laughs> Sometimes makes it worse. Now, it's hard to have a conversation with someone when you don't know their name. Fair. And the ghost wasn't offering up. Uh, his name mm-hmm. very readily, so they decided to call him Donald. Okay. Good his name as any. I don't see why not. They named him that after Donald Duck because of all the tantrums that he threw. Hmm. Okay. Did yeah. did he know that? He might be a little uh, offended. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's just say things got worse from there. <laughs> <laughs> what would you name a ghost if you had a poltergeist in your house? Hmm. It was acting like this. Mm-hmm. Mm. <sighs> probably something kind of uh kind of trying to make it feel better about itself right okay you know kind yeah. of, you know probably he-man probably call it he-man oh that's yeah. a good one mm-hmm. thanks okay that's what about good. you what would you would you a ghost that was terrorizing your family and destroying your furniture i think i would take a different approach i think i would try to um convince it that maybe it's not 
such a big scary ghost. Mm, I would okay. call it something uh, demoralizing, Ooh. I think, like pudding cup. I think I'd call it pudding mm. cup. Come on, pudding cup. Okay. And if you call it pudding cup enough, maybe it's like, maybe I am a pudding cup. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it kills you at the bureau. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a big gamble. <laughs> so the haunting keeps escalating. Donald now starts setting fires around the house. Mm, I don't think pudding cup is liking any of this. <laughs> <laughs> and the family's really they're they're concerned about this and they're afraid of of this the fire, uh, yeah. they don't like the fires mm-hmm. at all they're also confused about it because he's starting fires with not like they're hiding all the fire starting things in the house and mm-hmm. he's still somehow starting fires <laughs> which is pretty good for a poltergeist he also starts drawing messages on their walls and okay. i have a photo for you Mm. These are two photos. V- oh. Viva. I see Viva la France. Viva la France! Ha <laughs> 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 It does me he Viva some, la France! Is, he, is it some sort of like a football grudge I don't know about? Is this what he's... <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll talk yeah. about it. Um, I don't know. I, Parlez-vous? Is that what that says? Parlez-vous? 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 Parlez-vous, François? Yeah, this, um, is just, this is just really... This is like beginner French is all this. Yeah. Is. Parlez-vous yeah. and Viva la France? Viva la France. So mm-hmm. this, so he starts writing on the walls, and um, that's they don't like that either because they have mm-hmm. to clean the walls yeah. off, and that sucks. It's wallpaper, too. Like, there's no... Oh, it's that's, bad. That's stain on there. Yeah, you're that's put, 1960s and, wallpaper. And another another you know layer on top of that. You know, choose a new design, <laughs> and then your whole house is going to go up in flames like mm-hmm. the Weinkauf Hotel with its 17 uh. layers of wallpaper. <laughs> your fireproof house is gone. <laughs> One night, Donald pulled all the sheets off of Shirley's bed while she was sleeping, so she wakes up screaming. Mm. Of course, uh, her family runs in. They start. They pull the sheets off the floor. And uh, they do that, and an invisible hand grabs the other end of the sheets and pulls back. Oh, and they okay. Engage in a tug of war mm-hmm. for the sheets. Oh, I mean, at that point, doing- at that point, do you like? Do you try and like invisible man tackle him or something, or what do you do? I think so. You know I, where he I, is. Yeah. yeah. Yes, I, I got you now, Donald. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would start. Yeah, you gotta start walking around mm-hmm. with like powdered sugar in your pocket mm-hmm. yeah. or flour, and every time, every time yeah. you hear noise, you go, Fuck! Yeah. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then you're gonna get him eventually. Because you gotta figure if if old Donald has like superhuman strength, you're kind of fucked anyway. Whether you know whether you, yeah. whether you do it, or, you know, you might as well find out now. And if totally. he doesn't have superhuman strength, if he is, you know, like a you know like a toddler basically then this mm-hmm. this is the time this is the time this is the time. yeah no you know what else you could do you could mm. if i don't know the room set up here but <laughs> this is, this is gonna <laughs> well, the layout here before i go but, <laughs> but but here's what i would suggest mm. um if there's a window preferably an open window mm-hmm. somewhere in the room i wonder if you could like as you're pulling kind of maneuver mm-hmm. yourself mm-hmm. around so that he then is between you and the window and you pull oh. and you pull and, and then, then you, you let go and he goes whoa, yep. whoa, 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 whoa mm-hmm. and he falls out the window mm-hmm. and then you close the window mm-hmm. and he's gone it's a neighbor's problem then. Yeah. Now you're going to need new sheets. <laughs> yeah. Well. That's the downside of this. So I don't know if it's worth yeah. it. But. <laughs> I mean, it's so funny if you did that and then you hear like a light knocking on the front door. Like, can I? <laughs> okay. I think, I think we're, I think we got off on the wrong foot. Um, let's see. 
Bonjour. So he doesn't do any of these things. That's what I'm hearing. Bonjour. 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 Je m'appelle. Bonjour. <laughs> Je m'appelle Donut. Bonjour. Um, no, they don't do any of these things because they might, they are probably were about to. I mm-hmm. assume they were about to. However, while this was tug of war was going on, they look over and Shirley goes totally stiff, her back arches, and she rises up several inches off the bed. Oh. <clears throat> Quote from Shirley I remember the sheets coming off and being tossed about the bed. I was floating above the bed. When John pulled me down, I was rigid. My nan, who was Catholic, thought I must be possessed by the devil. Hmm. I thought I was going mad. I was crying all the time, very traumatized. Now, she spells traumatized with an S, so I don't know if that's... Traumatized. Traumatized. Must not be as bad. I don't think so. I think it's traumatized. Are there other other houses in town at this point? I'm just out of curiosity. Yes, there are many. Yeah, they have neighbors. Okay. Yeah, like there's... so. Oh, do you mean like available? You would think. I mean. I don't even know if I would need a house. There are overpasses <laughs> that I would gladly stay in. There is uh, the yard, really, or yep. the garden, rather. I mean, yep. there's lots of lots of options here. So many options. It's Donald's I'll house I'll tell you now. what, there's a, there's a whole planet. There's a, it's a big planet. <laughs> lots of places to go. We could change our names or just switch names or just all become Donald and go somewhere else. Let's just. <laughs> what if we confuse the yeah. What if we all become Donald and then the ghost doesn't know which one is him and which one is us? So, so this is bad. <coughs> All this is being printed up in newspapers, and the story attracts the attention of a man named Harold Chibbit, who goes by the name Chib. Just Chib. 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 Okay. Chib. Chib. Guess if you don't Oi! Chib! Yeah. Oi! Chib! Okay, that sounds better that way. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> Chib was, quote, a tax inspector by day who conducted paranormal investigations by night. <laughs> Just get the surveyors back. This is, no, this isn't going to help. <laughs> uh, ch- this stupid app keeps changing Chib the chin. It's not chin. It's Chib. I don't know how many times I have to type it. Add to dictionary. His name is Chib. Chib had uh, become obsessed with making contact with the other side ever since he came back from World War One. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> he's 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 dealing with some of his own stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his own his own demons. Yeah, which is great, which is fine, and mm-hmm. he um, he's very well connected to the world of supernatural research. Somehow, his friends included science fiction author Arthur C. Clarke. Oh, wow! Uh, okay. Who wrote Two Thousand One: A Space Odyssey? I, yeah. Uh, he's also friends with legendary ghost hunter, Harry Price, who will certainly come up. Uh, I think we've talked about Harry Price yeah. before, but he'll definitely come up. Yeah. He was friends with Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. Wow. <clears throat> and by some accounts was also friends with the, the famous black magician, Alistair Crowley. Hmm. So he's running in a, he's running in a good circle. Clearly. So I don't know how he meets all these people. He's a very, <laughs> they're all trying, they're all tax yeah. dodgers. Yeah. And he's, <laughs> <laughs> Fine, you don't have to pay your taxes, but you do have to say that I am your friend. <laughs> you do have to take one picture mm-hmm. with me. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be good. Mm-hmm. You can be looking in can this be direction. A terrible and picture. Like a terrible picture. You look at this one. Worse than this, even. <laughs> so Chib comes in, and he actually ends up being a really great presence for the family. Hmm. They really like him. He's very kind. Mm-hmm. Uh, he seems pretty knowledgeable about, about this stuff. Uh, he makes them feel like they're not crazy, which is really important. Mm-hmm. Of course. 
Um, and he gives them more details on poltergeists. And he lets them know that usually when there's a poltergeist in a house, there's usually a teenage girl at the center of their activity. Mm, okay. A little hormonal. Poltergeists. Mm-hmm. A little horny. <laughs> <laughs> so this makes Shirley very uncomfortable. Obviously, yeah. That is that is not the conversation you want with the uh, oddball uh, tax ins- tax inspector that just came into the house. Like, hey, is there a teenage girl here? Oh, I'm just upstairs. <laughs> Shirley, come on down. The tax inspector's <laughs> here. He wants to talk about you. <laughs> he said he smelled you from outside. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, uh, quote from Shirley: We were scared out of our wits. I thought this is the end. We're all going to die. So the family decides. Since they they all decide that Shirley is um, is possessed by the by a demon, mm. so they're going to they all decide her. this. Does Shirley yes. decide this? Uh, <laughs> gosh, you know what? That didn't come up in the research. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Shirley. Yeah. Uh, damn democracy. Um, well, it's four votes <laughs> for one against. So, Shib, you're the tiebreaker yeah. here. No, <clears throat> oh, still in a tie, Donald. What do you think? Mm-hmm. So Bonjour. they're gonna <laughs> Shirley, j'aime, j'aime Shirley. So the family decides they're gonna have an exorcism. They decide to exorcise Shirley. Mm-hmm. This has now this this has like Salem witch trial like all over it. Like you know what, the crops are dying. Uh, there was that eclipse. I'm very scared. Where is there a woman? <laughs> yeah, that we you can know, when, string up. When there are claws yeah. coming from inside the headboards, yeah. that's a woman around. Mm, obviously. That's <clears throat> classic. Classic woman <laughs> stuff. So they exercise Shirley. Now they don't they don't exercise the house. Mm-hmm. Right? And sure, I the, mean it doesn't fit in the Donald tub, is so <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to hard to dunk the whole house at once. Okay, okay, so yeah. so you've never done an exorcism. No, clearly not. Yeah. <laughs> so they have a hose. They could. It's very easy. Okay, that's fair. Very easy to do the mm-hmm. whole house. Yeah. You got to do it in, in pieces. I get too scared during the movie to get to this part, so I'm not really yeah. sure what happens. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so they take Shirley out of the house. They bring her to the home of a man named Harry Hanks. Harry is a medium who's going to exercise Shirley. Um, he's actually a part-time medium. His full-time job is that he works with her dad. <laughs> like, I get it. Times are tough. But pick a lane, guys. I really... <sighs> Which occult thing do you do in your spare time? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, by the way, this is big talk from some guy who goes in his basement and talks about ghosts once a week. I will. So... <clears throat> in- in- incredulously of ghosts. Thank you very much. <laughs> Zutalor! Um, so he's, (laughs) so this guy is also a subway driver, but in his spare time, he is a medium. Uh, and I have a picture of the exorcism. If you would like to see that. Sure. That sounds useful. Here it is. So (laughs) I tell exactly who's being exercised here. The one, the the girl who looks just so over the entire thing. She does not look happy to be there. Oh my god! Now this person looks overjoyed. Mm-hmm. She, she's the mom. Yeah, <clears throat> very interested. Mm-hmm. Uh, who were you gonna? This one. This one. You want to go back to this one? No, no. I, I'm just. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I really feel bad for Shirley. Like if if looks could kill, she would put she would put two holes in this guy's head right now. Yep, <clears throat> that's correct. <clears throat> and who are these people? 
Who are all these? Who are all these women? You need what? Do you need? Do you need seven? Is that the thing? Do you need, or maybe there's I, eighth off screen? I don't know. I don't. Maybe maybe that's maybe mm. that's what you need. Um, and they don't really know either because this was taken at the beginning of the process, but they never actually got to do the exorcism because as they were getting started, the house was raided by the police. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Um, the door busts in, does, busts open, and the police rush in, and mm. they've been tipped off about black magic and witchcraft happening at the house. What year is this? This is, this is 1956. <sighs> <laughs> mm. um, oh, fun fact. <laughs> this little incident led to the poltergeist being discussed at the House of Commons. Hmm. Um, this whole police incident became such a kerfluffle that the local MP brought it up next time they met uh, the government got together at House of Commons and wow. they talked about the Battersea poltergeist there. Hmm. Um, anyway, so the exorcism doesn't happen. And I, I don't, and I guess they never tried again. I don't, <laughs> he's like, well, <laughs> if it didn't work the first time, it's not going to work any other time. Uh, I don't, I don't know why, but they didn't try it again. Yeah, I don't want to have to pay another one of these tickets. I think we're just you guys are just going to have to die now. <laughs> sorry, it's just going to be ripped apart from the inside. I'm <laughs> so sorry. Uh, but Chib has a new idea. We don't need an exorcism. He has a new idea. Mm-hmm. He wants to communicate with the ghost um, for real this time. Mm-hmm. Formally, like for real, we're going to actually sure. communicate with the ghost. So he gets a deck of alphabet cards and okay. he spreads them on the table. He announces to Donald that they are going to he that he that um, that Chib he's going to move his finger along the cards, mm-hmm. starting with A, going all the way to Z, as the alphabet tends to do. Mm-hmm. And when he hears a tapping sound, he's going to stop and write down that letter. Okay, and it'll start again at A, and it'll go through. Mm-hmm. And this way, the ghost is going to spell out words for him. Mm-hmm. This is what they do. Very like it's a very Ouija board type solution here. Yeah. So yeah. It's, very, it's a little Stranger Things mm. they Christmas have, light situation. Do they have a Ouija board? Um, I don't... Faster. <clears throat> I think if they had a Ouija board... Gosh. I don't think so. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> if they had a Ouija board, I don't think mm. they need an exorcism. But I guess if you have a Ouija board, maybe you need more exorcisms. Mm. Depending on your depending on your view of these things. I was raised in a Catholic household, so the more Ouija boards you have, the more exorcisms you need. You need seven exorcisms for every one Ouija board, is how the math breaks down. But if you get to ten Ouija boards, mm. then it increases by a factor of one hundred. <laughs> and you've got to just that, that and that's your whole life now, is exorcisms. Um so it, it works. They do this and it works, and it takes hours. Uh but through this method, they learn a lot about Donald. He tells them that he is French. He also, <laughs> he also tells them that he is very scared. Hmm. Interesting. Now, here's a quote from Shirley. It didn't make us feel sorry for him. We just told him to go. <laughs> I mean, he was French after all. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so Chib starts leaving. Okay. So, so, okay. So they learn that he's French. They Mm. learn that he's scared. He's communicating with them. So Chib, Chib wants to keep this momentum going. Mm -hmm. He starts leaving paper and pen in the family's front room in the front, like parlor room. Mm -hmm. This is the only room in the house that can be, uh, 
locked completely. Like you can't, you can't, there's no other entrance except for one door that locks from um, the outside, inside or outside. Mm -hmm. So he goes, he puts paper and pen in the front room before he leaves. He locks the door and he takes the only key with him. Mm. So there's no way anyone else can get in or out of the room. In the morning, then he comes back to the house and every morning there would be handwritten notes written by Donald. Hmm. Some days there would be as many as 60 or 70 notes. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. Is anybody going to like read those or is it just like, okay, this is. Oh, would you like to see some? (laughs) There are literally, there are thousands of these notes in Chib's files now. Um, But I have, I have some to show you. Here's one. Here's the first one. This is all I have. I have one to show you. Surely, mm-hmm. come. It says. Sure. No. Close. No. Surely, surely. Mm-hmm. I come. Surely, I come. <laughs> you do come and stop calling me Shirley. <laughs> I've seen uh, it when, happen. Stop calling me Shirley and stop doing writing, that in this room. Writing <laughs> what what? are you doing this in this room alone? <laughs> Uh, yeah, these are notes. One fifteen a.m. on mm-hmm. March twenty second, mm-hmm. writing by Donald himself. Mm-hmm. Now, my my problem with this is uh, Donald does not <laughs> speak English, and yet he writes, "Shelly, I come, I come." Yes, yeah, that's well, definitely not French. <laughs> that's a <laughs> that's a, that's an astute observation. Mm-hmm. Now, I will tell you, uh, many are illegible, as you saw. That one was kind of tough, mm-hmm. um, and some are mixtures of English and French. Some are just French. Okay. So he he knows some English. All right, that's fair. Now it's not. You'll notice it's not good English. Yeah, it's pretty bad English. Surely I come is. Uh, it's either bad English or very direct English. <laughs> uh, some are addressed to Montcherie Chibet. Hmm. So some are directly to Chib himself, and. Uh, <laughs> so they're finding all these notes, literally thousands of notes. Hmm. And one of the articles I read uh, had this line. Um, Mysteriously, Donald even circulated Christmas cards. <laughs> like, no additional details were given. <laughs> so it's like a throwaway yeah. line at the end of a paragraph about all the notes that he yeah. wrote. <laughs> and also sent Christmas cards. <laughs> oh. This year was an exciting one at the Donald household. How is he affording postage? Yeah. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> so then things get weird. Donald reveals much more about himself. He reveals his true identity to them. Mm. Is he a he mongoose? claims is that what it is? He is <laughs> a mongoose. <laughs> He claimed to be Louis Charel, the son of Louis the Sixteenth and Marie Antoinette. Oh, now apparently, according to history, if you believe in that sort of thing, mm. and in some states we don't, uh, <laughs> little Louis, the who had been, I guess, the seventeenth, uh, was thrown into prison during the French Revolution when he was ten years old, and um, they first they he died in prison. And that's kind of like a, that was just historical knowledge. Mm-hmm. But uh, it turns out that there are some people think actually the person who died in prison was a body double and mm. the actual um, king to be uh, was <clears throat> smuggled out through secret tunnels 
and never seen again. So hmm. that part's all potentially real history. Sure, sure. So now the ghost is telling them that this is him and hmm. that he drowned en route to his exile in England. And I know what you're wondering. What does this child look like? <laughs> Don't worry. I got you. Oh. There you go. There's our little creeper. Yeah. Our little guy. He's so- Baby's first rapier. <laughs> <laughs> Be, it could be a writing baton. It could be, it could be. Uh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think uh, his dad was pretty well known for uh, genteel behaviors and <laughs> and uh, you know mm-hmm. cool stuff. Sure. Yeah. Like the big uh, the big sheriff star on his uh, on his little suit coat there. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. These are the cheeks of someone who's had a lot of cake. <laughs> Thanks, mom. <laughs> yeah. This is our cute. This is our little mm-hmm. baby boy. Look at those dead eyes. <laughs> <laughs> so, so this is supposedly the ghost. Now, the the Hitchings family, they're not really inclined to believe him because his story would change a lot mm. every time he would tell it. But to me, if I were 200 years old uh, and my brain were clear and you could put your hand through it, mm-hmm. I think I think my story, would, I, I would forget details as well. <laughs> so I don't hold that against him. Mm. <laughs> Um, but they, they weren't really sure they, if he was telling the truth. They probably thought, probably not. But in some of the letters he wrote, he they, they contained facts that few would have known, such as the uh, the names of Louis XVII's bodyguards, which he wrote down. And then hmm. at one point during this whole thing, Chib goes to France to kind of see what he can learn about this whole situation. Hmm. And he goes to some some archive in Paris and digs up this really old documentation, and the names were correct. And it's like, you know, there's no internet. Um, so there mm-hmm. were things like that. that mm-hmm. like, I don't know. Maybe yeah. maybe this is him. Mm-hmm. And so th- this this is Chib that does all this research, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So it's Chib. Yeah. Who has it's Chib. Uh-huh. Hello. He's best friends with Arthur Conan Doyle. Right. Yeah. And and, and he's the only one that has the, the key to the to the parlor, right? I don't like what you're saying. Okay. And so, no, I, I don't I'm like just, where this is I, going. Just, so he's the only one with the key to the parlor. He's the only one that goes to France to research the things that he confirms from the from the writings. I don't know. And I mean, his best friend I don't is Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. That's no, it's it's fine. Mm-hmm. Do you know Arthur Conan Doyle's whole thing? He famously like believed in fairies, very really? much so. Like mm. yes, he was very much like despite the fact that Sherlock Holmes is yeah. this very analytical character. <laughs> He was all in on fairies. And, like, there was, like, this whole big fad of um, fairy photography around this mm-hmm. time where people would fake yeah. pictures of, you know, children with fairies. Uh, and one of, like, his big crusades during time was proving that these were real because he believed them so much. Now, they were not real. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was egg on his face. <laughs> but he was he was all in on this sort of thing. Uh, I, I just love that, like, he apparently, after the first few Sherlock Holmes novels, got so, like, fed up and bored with the character that he just kept... But but people kept buying it, and his publishers kept giving him money for it. And he was like, "Jesus, fine." He just kept making the books get more ridiculous and like just more over the top, thinking like, "Well, is this finally what's going to get people to stop reading these things?" And it just made it all the more popular. Yeah, you fucking so. idiot! What do you? <laughs> don't you know how this yeah. works? Well, you know. And then he had he killed off the character, right? Yeah, yeah. And then people got so mad that he had mm. to bring him back. Yeah, he, he was like one of the first yeah. main literary characters like ever like resurrect. Yeah. So oh. funny. Victim of success. Must be real tough. Mm-hmm. Must be real tough, Arthur. Mm-hmm. God. Anyway, 
this is about a ghost. And <laughs> so, anyway, so now the poltergeist starts making demands. <clears throat> he wants oh, yeah. Shirley to wear. So, yeah, so the, yeah, this whole time, are they just are they just living with the poltergeist while while Chip goes off to France to do some research? Yeah. And we've got a we've got a don't worry, we've got a date coming up. Here. Don't <laughs> okay. worry, we're going to talk about the timeline here in just a second. Um, it's a while. Mm. So while Chip is off um, shopping yeah. in Paris, having the absolute time of his life, the croissant, <laughs> they, the poltergeist starts making demands, and they're very uncomfortable demands. He wants Shirley to wear her hair a certain way mm-hmm. and uh, to dress in certain clothes. Mm-hmm. And he says if she doesn't do it, he's going to set fires in the house. And then he would go set fires in the house <laughs> when she didn't do it. Shirley, quote, one night dad got burned putting out a fire. Underneath the burn were gouge marks, like he'd been clawed. Oof. Clawed, like, with right. thing, not yeah. like he had become yeah. clawed. Yeah. I'm clawed. I am clawed. Um, let's see. The ghost also demanded to meet an actor named Jeremy Spencer. <laughs> <laughs> Who uh, I looked up. I didn't recognize him from anything. I'm sure that we're going to get emails about that too. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's a big deal. Was he a, um, uh, a teen heartthrob for 15 year old yes. girls in, Seems uh, like, yes. in England? Sure was. Sure <laughs> Interesting. was. Yep. <laughs> I don't know. It, I mean, and, uh, uh Chib yeah. <laughs> really <laughs> like those heartthrobs. <laughs> Interesting. Now your story's changing a little. Theory's changing. I'm huh? just saying, I'm saying, you know, Shirley's probably thinking to herself, well, you know what? If, if we're all going to be getting something out of this, I think I'm going to get something out of, you know, Donald says I need to go get a get a perm, and I and Donald so I really wants to meet, some more cleavage, yeah. and uh, Donald really wants to see Frankie Avalon, so we better get him <laughs> in here too. <laughs> oh, Donald really wants me to lose my virginity to this actor, so I don't know. We don't want to start any more fires. <laughs> so, so the ghost, yeah. So this this is a little suspect. The ghost, uh, he wants. Jeremy to come to the house to meet Shirley mm-hmm. specifically and said that if they didn't get him to come over, he would cause Jeremy Spencer great harm. Ooh. Now they didn't do this of course, because Jeremy Spencer's not going to come no. to their house to be haunted by a <laughs> poltergeist. Um, and it could be a coincidence, but worth noting Jeremy Spencer soon thereafter got into a pretty bad car accident. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. So, so, yeah, Whew. it's real. To answer your question, it's mm-hmm. real. Hmm. This is a ghost. Um, let's see. The poltergeist also liked to torment poor Ethel, the grandmother. Uh, this is kind of sad. He would try to push her down the stairs a lot, which is not, <laughs> it's not very nice. A lot? <laughs> yeah, a lot. Mm. Um, many times. Uh, here's, a, here's a quote from the Daily Mail. One night in October 1950, and I want to point out that date, October. Remember, this started in January. Mm. Now this is October. One night in October 1956, objects started to float around uh, in the room filled with whispering. Then came a voice, an Irish woman. Uh, Shirley recalls, Nan went to bits because it was her mother's voice. She spoke back to it and went to her room. She had a stroke a few days later and died shortly afterwards. So the ghost is really going, Mm. really going for grandma. Um, That's no good. Mm. hate to see it. And again, this is October. It's almost a full year of them just living in this house. (laughs) You're living in this house. (laughs) Eventually, they decide we should move. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. 
But again, this started in 1956. I would like you to guess which year they decided to move out of this house. Um, I, I'm, I'm going to be very generous and say 1958. Would you like to choose another decade? How long has Chip been gone? <laughs> when is Chip coming back? Dear friends, yeah. Paris, very boring. Yeah. Haven't found anything uh, yet. Still Will looking. Not be back. <laughs> <laughs> Don't wait up. Chib, why does this letter smell like horse? <laughs> um, no, so they <laughs> they stay in the house until 1964. <sighs> Eight years they live with this poltergeist. Um, now, I, <laughs> they in their defense, I think they knew that moving probably wouldn't solve the problem because they already knew that Donald could follow them outside the house. Um, so over the years, for example, Shirley eventually lost her job at Selfridges mm-hmm. because her scissors kept disappearing from her station. Ooh. Um, and she eventually and got killing fired. people <laughs> <laughs> flying yeah. across the room and lodging them in the eyes of the other women. <laughs> so the, and there's a few other examples of things like hauntings happening outside the house. So Donald is, he can, he can come and go as he pleases. Hmm. But the family moves anyway. They move to Latchmere Road, which is it's a 15-minute walk from the original house. But, of course, Donald follows them, and the activity continues. Mm. So Shirley mm. is miserable this whole time, of mm-hmm. course. Like, she's kind of the main target here. Now that, now that Grandma's out of the way, um, <laughs> she gets all the attention. He ruins her teenage years completely, and it's not until, like, her 20s when she starts to kind of get somewhat of a normal life. Mm. One day, a boyfriend came to the house and tried to goad Donald. By saying things like, come on, Donald, do your worst. Uh, And then Donald dumped a bowl of hot soup on his head. And that relationship did not survive. (laughs) I know. The family, you can imagine. The family's got to be sitting there thinking, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Soup? That's one and done? That's That's it? You've set half this fucking house on fire. And (laughs) you dump a bowl of SpaghettiOs on the boyfriend? That's it? He looked a little like Jeremy Spencer. Uh, one time, Shirley went out with a man who would eventually become her husband. But when they were dating, she went out with him. And she came home to find her mother sitting up waiting for her. Uh, and her mom was holding written messages from Donald that told her exactly what Shirley and her date had been up to that night. <laughs> oh. So the level of haunting has now come back down a little bit. (laughs) But now it it cuts on a different kind of level. Uh, She just walks in the door. Shirley? Yes, mom. Where's your left shoe? How would you? Where's your left shoe? Oh, fuck. Okay. Um. Shirley, let me see your elbow. What? What a weird question. Why? Shirley, let me see your elbow. Um, in this in this scenario, Shirley really likes to have her elbow sucked. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you picked up on that or not, but mm-hmm. that's the vibe I was going for. Mm-hmm. Did you like it? Not really. How's your elbow? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Anyway, so this stuff keeps happening, but all of this has just become super normal for them because it's been a decade. And they're annoyed, but they just live with it. And uh, a year or two later, Shirley marries this, this young man. They have a baby, and they move out to West Sussex to their own house. They're living the dream, except that sometimes Donald will come over and mm. he will leave them messages on the notepad by their telephone. <laughs> and these messages will tell her what her parents are up to back in London. 
Your mother is <laughs> sucking on your father's elbow as we speak. <laughs> Damn it, Mom. I knew oh. that. I knew it. Um, so this is happening. <laughs> so, so Donald's a busybody now, and he's really de-escalated things. And then one day he just leaves. Hmm. He writes a final message mm-hmm. at Shirley's house. And the message said that he was leaving, and he did. He left, and he never came back. Wow. Hmm. Quote from Shirley, my mom went into mourning. She'd got to think of Donald like a son. <laughs> but Dad and I were delighted. <laughs> and that was the last time they heard from him. Though, in the 1980s, a medium approached Shirley when she was out of the craft fair. And the medium told Shirley that she was being followed by, quote, a little boy in fancy dress, blue satin, and he's got red hair. Hmm. Does that sound like any creepy child photo that you've recently seen on this podcast? Is he sporting a riding crop as well, by any chance? (laughs) It was a rapier. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, More recently, at a psychic evening with her daughter, Shirley was given a message from a boy who said he was sorry for all he had done. Hmm. The original house... All is forgiven. It's really, this is a happy ending story. Mm. The original house at 63 Wycliffe Road was torn down a few years after the Hitchings moved out, and it was never replaced. It is now still just an empty lot. Mm. As for Donald, he is right behind you! I assume. Got it. No, the other side. Oh, <laughs> go, the other one. There you go. Wow, he's, he's fast. <laughs> fast little dickens. Uh, and that's the story of the Battersea Poltergeist. Kind of a nice one. Yeah, kind of very sweet. pleasant. Started yeah. off, started off, started off a little dicey. Mm-hmm. I don't know what happened to Chib. I don't know. If he, <laughs> I assume he came back from, <laughs> from Paris at some point. He kind of fell out of the story there, didn't he? <laughs> we definitely need an epilogue about Chib. Like he's... <clears throat> Uh, Chib learned French, married a school teacher, died in Got the Shanghai onto yeah. a boat, went to China, <laughs> never was heard from again. <laughs> um, that's our story for this week. Is This a Ghost is a production of Smith Show Media. All the notes were taken by me, Clayton Smith. All the funny jokes were from Patrick Dean. Our audio editor is Jeremy Montoya. Our video editor is Jennifer Swanson. And I think we need, we need some sort of closing. I never know how to close the show. And it's been, we're getting close to 100 episodes. we got to figure out how to have a smooth closing. We need like a like a closing mm-hmm. line. What do you think? Any uh, thoughts? Hmm. Um, Stay haunted. Uh, That's why. You, yeah, we'll just go back and forth till we find one. Yeah. No one leaves the basements until we find one. <laughs> Stay creepy. Okay, eh, mm. it's a little more like Svengooly style. Okay. Like, I don't, uh, I don't mind that too much, but mm. um, uh, it's right behind you. <laughs> that was, I liked, I liked that. Did that you like good. that energy? I did. Was I did. Good ener- the okay. energy was good. It, it was a little okay. too scary for me. Um, yeah, okay, so that's maybe. <clears throat> um, how about how about? Hmm. And that was a ghost. Because then we get to answer the question. Mm-hmm. But you're just gonna say it every week. And then I'll yeah. and then I'll say, but I'll say no, it, it wasn't. It was, it was obviously Shirley. Well, then no, but you can't say that every week because only <laughs> yeah. not every week. You're not gonna have a Shirley every week. I can't, I can't, I can't Google Ghost Shirley. I'll only get fifty or yeah. so returns. <laughs> and then what do I yeah. do? <laughs> mm. uh, 
you know what we should do? We should crowdsource this. Mm-hmm. Hey, yep. listeners, um, this is your job now. <laughs> if you have a really cool thing for us to say, we want you to share it with us. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can email it to me at isthisaghost at gmail.com. You can put it on our Facebook page or mm-hmm. comments on, on Instagram. You let us know what you think should be the winning line. And if we get enough of them, mm-hmm. we'll uh, we'll do a vote. We'll do an old-fashioned vote. And whatever, whatever people want mm-hmm. us yeah. to say, we'll just do it. We don't care. <laughs> it could be as stupid as you want it to be. <laughs> So send us your send us your suggestions. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, Literally everything you write, we're gonna read on air. So yes, yes. Yeah. We're gonna Ron Burgundy this. Mm-hmm. Whatever's on that cue card mm-hmm. gets read. Mm-hmm. So have fun. <laughs> Until and then, is this a ghost? <laughs> is is this a ghost? Mm-hmm.